This week, Scarlett, Sam and Chloe delve into some sensitive topics such as harassment, racism and death. Please remember that these are the thoughts of these three people and do not reflect the university in any way. If any of these topics make you feel uncomfortable, please let us know by emailing us at howlerradio at outlook.com. This podcast is brought to you by the students of the University of Wolverhampton with support from the Wolverhampton Students Union. Hello and welcome to the How Podcast. I am your host, Scarlett Ford, and today we have... Chloe. And Sam. Yes, very nice. And we're talking all things students, from how to get through exams, to make horror stories, here for the students, by the students. Hello everyone, how are you all today? I'm alright, thank you, how are you two? I'm alright. I'm good, I tidied my room today, I did tidy my bedroom, that's something something I've needed to do. You know when you get a job done that you've been like, well it's not done, but like start doing so um, yeah, it's not like a mess, it's just like, I need to like, I want to redecorate, so like I'm just trying to like... Be more organised, yeah. Yeah, trying to organise it because I need to repaint the walls and stuff. And like, I want to do it myself, I do, because like, I'm an art student, but my parents can't trust me painting any of the walls in my house. It's like, literally, I'm like, oh, mum, can I paint that? And she's like, no, 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 your dad will do that. And I'm like, I'm literally doing an art degree. And they're like, no, 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 no. So um, <laughs> I hope, fingers crossed, I can do it myself. But um, yeah, it's your guys' day going all right. You guys are being okay. I came back from a driving lesson and it was the most stressful thing I've done in my life because I was like driving on the dual carriageway. I was doing 40, it's a 40, and then a lorry cut me off. Like, well, I don't know what that was about, but been downhill since then, really. The weather's horrible. And I'm back into it. I thought I'm a one day off this week. You know, I could, you know, go to a beer garden with my friends. But no, I can't because yeah. it's tipping it down. It's actually really funny here in Telford. It has been horrible though. It was hailing this morning. So maybe we've had the bad weather and brought it over to like Wolverhampton <laughs> area. So I'm sorry. It's really nice here now, but you can't trust the weather here. Yeah. It's been sunny here, like behind me, but it's been like raining and an hour later it's sunny and an hour later it's raining you're like yes. what is going on with this world yeah exactly like, what's going on it's like the weather is like symbolizing all the like messed up world we're in now it's all like tumultuous up and down but um yeah it's um the weather is crazy right now but you know i need to start driving lessons and stuff like oh uh, i'm sorry my theory i'm just like i'm busy and i'm like i'm not gonna like make myself sit down do it and like I'm not very good at the driving theory anyway. So when you're not good at something, you don't really want to do it. But yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my friend's like passed her theory like in year 13 and she's been able to drive like over a year and I'm like, you're so cool. Um, yeah, but no, I can't um, at all. Okay, so yeah, so we're all doing good. So that's good. And if we move on to what, what we're talking about this week. So news of the week, let's start with that. So... We've got some new news about COVID, but it's not bad news for once. It's good news. They might be offering a booster jab to the most vulnerable. Well, I actually think they are to the most vulnerable. So, um, yeah, that's good. I think if you was in that category, that's something you would want to have a booster one. I've, uh, I've had both of my vaccines. I don't know if I'd want a booster one. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Chloe? If if you were in that category and you'd had your vaccines, would you want another? I think personally, yeah, just to make sure I'm not at risk. Because if you're like vulnerable, it will hit you worse. Because I've had COVID and it just made me like tired and achy and I'm a healthy person. So just imagine if you have like respiratory problems, heart problems, you know, things like that. You'd have I don't know. Yeah. You just have to do what's best for you. And if you don't want it, it's fair enough. It's not for everyone, but personal preference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I would definitely have the booster if, if I was offered it, if I was, like, in that category, just because, like, COVID scares me. Like, long COVID's a thing. And, like, I think for a lot of people, like, they don't have that. But some young people are getting long COVID. And it's the thought of being ill for ages like no 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 no. I hate it so um yeah I've had my first vaccine um I had the first one but um yeah I don't know I should be having my second soon but I've I have no idea no um, my parents had yeah. theirs yeah they had the Oxford which one did you have I had the Oxford one yeah yeah my parents had that my sister my my sister and her fiance are teachers so um it was kind of important you know that they got it because yeah. I was all the time <laughs> and um yeah they had oxfords and um my other family members like my nan and auntie they all have Pfizer so um yeah yeah, yeah my mom got a bit worried though with the whole like blood clot thing but some news around that they've actually said today I heard like you're more at risk of getting a blood clot if you get COVID than you are if you have the vaccine if, if that makes sense yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's only a small percent that had blood clots anyway because we was talking mm. about it while we was in shift um, at the hospital and it's literally like a really small percent but they just have to warn everybody in case it happens because before to do nursing you have to have your hepatitis B injections but I, I had an allergic reaction to the first one but they have to pre-warn you in case it happens so they just have to tell everybody um, this could happen but it's unlikely to just so they can't get sued but it's just a very unlikely circumstance that thousands and thousands of people are going to develop blood clots it's just so people have the knowledge so yeah. they're not potential risks they're taking yeah. yeah yeah I get that and like I, I I'm I, I completely agree that they should say just in case you know anything happens but you know it's I'd rather have the vaccine and have the risk of something you know might happen than not having yeah. it just because the vaccines are so they're crucial for us to get back to some sense of normal yeah have you guys felt like with you know, when they say, like, back to the new normal, it's like, well, what's the new normal? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to go back to complete new normal. There's, I think all normality is gone. I don't yeah. think it'll be the same. Like, it might be different. Like, oh, there might be... It's like I read that they've opened the nightclub where there was no social distancing and no masks needed to be worn. Yeah, it's How does think- that work? How does... Yeah. I don't know how it worked, but it was one of the first nightclubs to open in the UK and it had no social distancing. Maybe yeah. they all did a lateral I... flow test, had the results, and if there's all negative, yeah. they could go in. But then the problem is that you could develop it while you're in there. Like You could test negative and yeah. then two days later test positive and, and then, then you've infected a whole rave of COVID. Exactly, because like, the lateral flow tests are not even massively like um, accurate. Accurate, and... no. And also, like, I, I saw this, like, one, you know, infographic, like, information in, like, a graphic. And um, it was, like, you can test negative, but a couple of days later, you could still, like, be yeah. contagious. And it's so, like, it's a 
scary when you're thinking of it like that. But, um, yeah, I, it's so weird though when they're like, you know, what we used to live, that normal isn't normal, but we're going to go to a new normal. But then it's like, so what's normal? We've been told our old normal wasn't normal. And like, what's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, concerning. At my work, we have to do two lateral flow tests and mm-hmm. then we have to do a normal swab test yeah at work but you got to do a lateral flow test before you can go and have your swab done at work mm-hmm. and if it comes back positive if you think it's negative but you come back positive how would i know because it takes two to three days for your normal flow test one to come back don't yeah. you do lamp testing because i know at the hospital you can do lamp testing once a week and that comes back within 24 hours and that's really accurate because it's, pop- it's the proper pcr ones Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um, I watched um, like an interview with people who were like the first people to be infected with COVID and the tests now compared to back then are so different. Like this one guy, you know, the um, cruise ship that was stuck in Japan with all those people on, he was on there and he caught it. And I think when he was in Japan, the way they tested him, they did one up, you know, the normal nose and then um, throat, you know, nose and throat. But then they put the swab under his eyelids. They put one swab here under his eyelid, one swab the other. And then they put the other swab, this is a bit like gross, but up his bum. Like, I think cause, I think because they had no idea like what they were looking for. But like, yeah, they literally put the swab under his eyelids. And like, my mom is so squeamish with the whole like swabbing herself up the nose. Like she can't look when I go and... Um, um yeah when I put the test up my nose but I I never know if I'm putting it up too like high you know what I'm you saying? have to do it two centimeters because we have to do it to our patients we have to we can offer it them but if they physically can't we have to do it and we feel so horrible when they start gagging and tearing up but you have to do it yeah yeah like literally I um oh my god like it's just like my eyes just start like tearing up and I'm like I'm not crying I'm just like it's horrible yeah it's like we had to do it on these two like the boys because we all caught it like in the Mm. house like me my partner his twin and the two boys when we had to do their swabs they fell asleep like they was relaxed when we had to do their noses they was like (laughs) i'm like are you okay (laughs) i wish i was that relaxed doing it yeah, my mum is just, she's always like, but what if it hits my brain? And I'm like, I don't think it's going to hit your brain. <laughs> no, like, I've had a nosebleed from mum when she's done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, take my mask off, there's blood. I'm like, oh my God, wow. I'm going to die. So. <laughs> yeah, like, I can just, it's, it sometimes creates me out when I can feel it like bending upwards and I'm like, please stop. But um, yeah, so I think with COVID and the new booster job, I think that's good news. And I think that's so yeah. positive because like, yeah, I know, like, in India and stuff, like, they're really struggling. So I think if we can get on top of our stuff, we can start helping, you know, other countries. And I think people sometimes are like, yeah, but why are we helping them? But we can't get back to normal or whatever if we don't help these other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and, like, India, cricket's massive. And they've actually pulled off the cricket because so many people can COVID. Um, yeah, it's, it's literally insane. But, um, oh, yeah, another piece of news... Um, Noel Clark is a bad guy. <laughs> really bad guy. If you don't know who he's an actor, I'd never found like was until um a new show came on last week on ITV called Viewpoint. It was very, very good. It was like 
in one week every single night so you could like binge it kind of but yeah he's a bad guy apparently he's been like sexually harassing like 20 women 20 like i always believe it even though it's one but when there's 20 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably more than that you know what i'm saying there's probably some people that didn't want to stand up soon because some people some people don't want to be the first one to speak up so once like a few have gone they're like oh they have to listen to us now and it shouldn't be like that it should be taken seriously no matter the number that stand up yeah exactly and it's just it's just so sad and and for me i'm like why would you think you'd get away with that for so long do you know what i'm saying like people that's what I mean, yeah. like, when you're rich and you have money, you cannot pay people to be quiet, can't you? And people believe celebrities more than normal people because they have more to lose. Like, it is literally peril, isn't it? But didn't, mm-hmm. didn't he, like, post a picture of, like, a couple naked as well on his Instagram or something or Twitter? Yeah, I think, I think he was, like, sending weird photos to people and, like, yeah. one was saying that, like, when they walk on the streets, he would like harass her and like just a bad guy. And the thing is, in this show, like I was like, he seemed fine, and like I never got a weird feeling about him ever. Uh-huh. It's it's weird because like Kevin Spacey, who's another actor from like I think House of Cards, he's an actual. He's like a really bad guy. I think he's like a, a nonce. Um, and when I was watching him, I always had a weird feeling in my gut. I was like, this guy's weird. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, like that's what right all the time like this weird intuition i was like this guy's really odd but um with him nothing no clue and then it came out and i was like what Literally. but you gotta think he's an actor so he's used to acting a certain way do you know what i mean so he knows how to act okay to the public so we don't suspect mm-hmm. anything but then you know behind closed doors a lot goes on for lots of people doesn't it yeah, and it's just it just reminds me of like Weinstein and all this like in the film world or whatever, like these sick men, you know what I'm saying, that just like use their power. And I think he was married. I think he was married. I'm like, if you're married, like you shouldn't do it anyway, but like if you're married, like why are you why are you having a fair on your wife? Why why are you being such a bad person? And like yeah. yeah, I remember one guy that worked with him actually came out and said yeah he's like a psychopath he's like a really like just cold horrible man you know what I mean like he like traumatized me just how horrible he's like I believe everything these women say and it's just like I don't even know what's gonna happen I think his BAFTA's been taken off him because I, I think he won like it should <laughs> yeah I think he won like best actor or like a really important whatever award or something but like yeah. it's just it's so crazy. He's it, and like he'll probably have lawyers and stuff but at the end of the day, if it's 20 people and there's probably more, then I think he's, his career is over. He's going to do time for that. He'll definitely do time. Hopefully. And they won't be nice yeah. to him in prison because people like him always get like beaten up in prison, which is what they deserve. Yeah, and it's... Uh-huh, you can say, yeah. Oh, like, do you know that Noel Clark, his co-star that he was in a film with, he said it, it was going to come out sooner or later to him? It was yeah. going to come out sooner or later. So he knew, but I think he was too scared to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, people are, because, like, it's like Weinstein. He's, oh, you'll never work again. You know what I mean? If you go out and say this. And it's just, um, it's just horrible. It's just like, what's wrong with these people? 
why why they like this yeah yeah it's, it's so sad and, um, yeah i hope he does time like kevin spacey go to prison is he no. kevin spacey do you know do you know who he is yeah he yeah did he, he go to prison, prison for a bit yeah. yeah i'm not sure but um but yeah it's I, I just I could not believe it at all when it came out on the news. No, um, yeah. And then another thing that's in the news, I, I can't say his name. Is it Derek Chauvin, the guy that killed yeah. Floyd? He wants a retrial because yeah. apparently it was unjust because he said his lawyer has said that there was misconduct by both prosecutors and jurors, and argues that media coverage was so pervasive and so prejudiced. He got what he deserved. Okay. He, he doesn't like the fact he's been caught out. There was Floyd's knuckles, there was marks on his head where his head had been pushed into the pavement. Yeah, and also, he was up anyway. Like, before this, I'm sure there'd been complaints about him and stuff. Yeah. So, like, this is just, this was kind of like, it was going to happen inevitably that he, like, crossed that line and just mm-hmm. he already was. So, like, yeah, I hope there's not a real trial because no. it's no. a waste of time and money. It's abuse yeah. of power. He doesn't like that he got caught out and everybody knows what he's like. He doesn't like the fact that he's been found guilty and he knows when he goes to prison, he's going to be beaten up. He's going to be injured. He's going to be like turned on. But yeah. what do you expect to happen? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what like, I mean? He's got what he deserves. Exactly. And it's like, you can't say he didn't kill him because there's literally video proof. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, there is facts. <laughs> Yeah, there's witnesses, there's video, and like I don't, I don't even know how the lawyer can spin it, saying, "Oh yeah, but he didn't like, he didn't mean it." I'm like, he's he now on his neck for like eight minutes, like. And he said, "I can't breathe." How many times? You didn't need that much force. He could have just put the handcuffs on and left him because he wasn't resisting. So yeah. there was no need for excess force at all. Yeah, yeah it's just so it's so sad, and it's just like. It's just a waste of time. Why? Why? Why do you want a retrial? Like you, you're just gonna make yourself look worse and put the family through more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just be a bit bad person and try not to like do that. You Don't guys drink have any it out. Or anything? Anything else? Like any news that you can think of to mention? Have you seen Billie Eilish on Vogue at the moment? Oh my god! She looks stunning. She looks stunning. Yeah. show her body off mm. yeah they're saying she's contradicted herself now because she's dressing more Ugh. girlier than what she was saying but she's like she's 19 so it's up to her how she dresses i was gonna say yeah. it's up to her like people go through phases of oh, yeah. I'd, I'd rather wear this but when you you can be comfortable whatever you wear if she's more comfortable wearing things that show a figure now it just shows her progression i don't understand how people are trying to twist it and make her saying contradicting when she's actually overcome demons to be that comfortable well, exactly I love, I love billy so much and i think that you know when she said those things about baggy clothes she still wears baggy clothes now like throughout the day and stuff and like mm. she was 16 i think or 17 when she said that do you know what i mean like she didn't want to be sexualized as a kid and she was a dancer when she was young and she actually has like body dysmorphia and stuff because when she was a dancer she had to try to be really thin and like she just like yeah. like her body type she isn't I don't think she's naturally a very very thin person because like she's got quite a big like breasts and stuff but yeah I think it's great and I think that like you know, 
I'm just happy that like she's happy with it, her family are happy with it. Cause like her mum put it on her Instagram saying how she liked the way the daughter's being treated. You know what I'm saying? Like I hope and I and I'm sure it is like her decision. Do you know what I'm saying? And not like a manager or anything. And yeah, mm. you should broke that. Like it went viral. Yeah. She Brilliant. I think she got the most Instagram likes within the first twenty four hours of posting it. Yeah, she's an idol for young women. Like when I have a daughter, I'd want to, I'd want my daughter to look up to someone like Billie Eilish. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just setting a good example for young yeah. people to be comfortable like, in their own skin, regardless of what people say or think. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, dressed really you... nice, but she's not too revealing either. If you mm. look at her. There's nothing on the show, but she still looks amazing. She's dressed in lingerie, but not too revealing. Yeah, exactly. Like, one of the outfits, literally, her whole body was, like, it was, like, that black one. It was, like, yeah. mesh or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I love it. And I love it. This thing is so cool. Yeah. And, yeah, I love Billy. I love... I, 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 I do miss, like, when we were forced to go, go, like, that music I love. And um, but yeah, happier than ever. From a bit of sound sounds like sounds like a good thing. And um, my future, and therefore I am on a new album, happier than ever. So um, a good one. It's gonna win a Grammy. Like I just know. <laughs> if it doesn't, yeah. if if that album, because it, it's already got good songs in it. If it doesn't win a Grammy, it's like um, you know, Laws. Have you heard of Lord the singer? Um, yeah. yeah. Second album, it didn't win a Grammy. That will be, it's like that sort of travesty. That can't happen again. Like, Lord's melodrama deserves the Grammy. Like, just saying. They, uh, I don't know why they didn't give it her. But, um, yeah, Billie Eilish, oh, legends. I love her so much. I, I was actually due to see her uh, last July. But then, obviously, with COVID, we got, like, postponed. So, um, me and my sister, um, we're going to probably re-buy the tickets. But... Because we already had tickets before, we're like in um priority. You know what I mean? Because we already had tickets. Um, yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Oh, can, oh she's can you so not like keep your tickets and re like get them refunded for like there's never the next tour or something? Yeah, well, basically what they did because they did keep just like pushing the tour back, but then when with COVID, when it they realised okay, we're not going to be able to do it for a really long time. They said like refund all the tickets, but the people that have bought tickets are like in early access so they'll definitely be able to go and buy tickets which is i think it's it's good that we've been able to do that but yeah i was so excited to see her but um it's all right it was like a couple days after my birthday in birmingham so excited yeah um yeah so billy so cool (laughs) does anyone else have any news or anything or anything going on I know Boris is in a lot of trouble right now. Dominic yeah, because he tried to use the pax, oh, taxpayers' God. money to do his Wait. flat, which is, you know, he earns how much? Why does he need the taxpayers' money? Like, if he was struggling financially, just do what everybody else does and save. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's what he said as well, saying I'd rather see the bodies pile up than go back into another lockdown. I mean, wh- wh- who says that? That's like Boris said it, and now he's in trouble. Going now, I might have said he's like saying I've said it, but I didn't. Maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. Now and it's like, but it's out there. <laughs> I don't know. It, we hear it. We've read it. So calmly say no now. How's he prime minister? No, I just don't understand how. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's just and Dominic Cummings. I only noticed yesterday. Dominic Cummings has a massive head. Like, have you seen his head's really big? And like, I have a big head, so like, I can like judge. <laughs> and I was just like, I was watching Gogglebox yesterday, and they're talking about him, and was like, oh my god, he has a big head. But um, what what I find ironic and funny is that Dominic Cummings was saying, oh yeah, I just thought it's unethical of Boris Johnson, and it was unethical, you know, him like getting other people to pay for his, you know, taxpayers, whatever money. But Dominic Cummins is a really unethical person anyway. He got Cambridge Analytica involved in the Brexit um, referendum, and they were unethical anyway. So it's like, what calling the kettle black? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Ironic. Hypocritical. I was like, dude, you literally got Cambridge Analytica involved, and Cambridge Analytica, they basically like analysed everyone's social media usage, and they just like kind of stalked everyone, you know, and tried to like, infiltrate politics into their brains. Very messed up. Um, there's a really good documentary on Netflix about it. Um, I think social media, something like that. But, um, yeah, it was very messed up. Um, yeah, so that was, like, the news. And then positive news. Got some positive news, which is good. Um, well, as an art student, I found this one rather exciting. Um there's a virtual exhibition because all exhibitions now are virtual with COVID. There aren't many in person. But yeah, this is a virtual exhibition highlighting the resilience of people living with kidney disease. And um, if you want to see it, it's called Survivors Life Unfiltered.co.uk. And um, it's basically portrait photography that captures themes of survival against the odds, great resilience and learning to live for the moment. And yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, it's by, I think, Richard Booth. Yeah. The world wind photographer and the official Olympic photographic artist. Yeah, really cool. I just think that's really nice using art for good. And I think um, Andy Cole, who's a former Man United player, I think he has kidney disease and um, he's in it. And yeah, I just think that's a really nice thing that people can look at. We can put it in the show notes so people can see it. But um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was really good. But, um, have you guys looked at any like virtual exhibitions or anything like that or no uh, no i wish i had the time <laughs> should we like pay a bit of respect do you know ashley kane whose daughter's recently just passed oh away. yeah that yeah, was terrible one. who is she um exactly and uh, ashley kane he's a he's oh. on was it x on the beach or he was on some one of when the... he's a footballer i don't i don't he was on one of the TV shows as well, but his eight-month-old daughter's recently passed away from leukemia. It was horrible. It happened. Yeah, it was happened while I was on shift because I'm doing shift um, in oncology. We literally, because in oncology, like you, you learn a lot, and we was literally on our phones and our breaks, and we went to the sister and we had a minute silence. Because eight months old, you should be like enjoying life. You shouldn't be pumped full of like medication. You shouldn't be on oxygen. Your eyes shouldn't be swelling. Should like it's horrible. Like what a strong little baby, and how strong are the parents to deal with that? Like my thoughts go out to all of them. Like it's just horrible. What a life. Like they did really well to support her, but it's, it's just a horrible thing to go through. But. I think to share the story as well is inspirational because there'll be other parents that can relate because as sad as it sounds, there's, there's loads of children and babies affected and they'll probably feel isolated, not the only ones. But now it's been portrayed in the media, they can 
finally relate to someone and they'll be be more support and available because there's more awareness brought to it as well so it's sad yeah. but it's brought light to a situation making you know people wear charities support groups it's just really it's a horrible situation but a light came out of it I've yeah. been um, following him on Instagram and he posted his girlfriend went to see the his girlfriend went to see her and she came outside the sky went orange and she saw because they called her a lion didn't they like yeah they saw a picture of a, like the clouds made an A in the clouds oh. it was like a sign and then he went out as well and there was a face in the clouds that looked like her oh. I just um googled it. Um, I realised that I actually I do know um yeah the girl um because um I I remember sharing something on Instagram I think about it um yeah it's just so yeah. sad but as you said it's important that it's you know got out there and people can see it and relate to it and I think sometimes people get a bit confused why people care so much on social media and like. But with things like this and health issues, it's really important. Like, you don't have to if you don't want to. But, like, it is really important so people can see it and be like, okay, I'm not alone. You know what I'm saying? And mm. yeah. It's a coping mechanism as well because it's. I think it's how the parents coped as well because they could vent to other people. Because mm, if you keep yeah. that bottled up, it would cause them to have, like, such an emotional breakdown. But for them to put their trust in the public is yeah. also... It just shows humanity how, like, one tragedy can bring communities together. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sad, but I think that positive will definitely come out of it. But, um, yeah, I'm just seeing... Oh, sorry, Keith. Because I know um, the photo he posted with her was his last photo with her. She oh, no. My heart shattered looking at the photos. Because her hand and everything, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know she's not. She's finding it hard to get out of bed at the moment. The mum is, but yeah. Well, sp- oh yeah. There's actually there's another Instagram account of another girl um called um Super Strong Sophie, and there's this girl. I think she died of bone cancer. Um, and she was she was really good friends with James Madison, footballer for Leicester, when yeah. he used to play for Norwich, and she's a Norwich fan. And um, yeah, I she died like two years ago, but they, the family still posts on there. I think they have like a charity in her name. I think she loved the color orange. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, maybe they'll start something for her. But, um, oh, it's so sad. Yeah, super strong Sophie though. I actually cried <laughs> when I looked at her account. Um, yeah, but yeah, James Madison was like her best friend, and like he took her on the pitch and stuff. Twenty thousand followers she has. Wow, but, yeah, yeah. You can see James Madison, like, oh, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's nice that we pay the respects to them, though, and I think that people will agree with us that it's very sad. But yeah, I think there will be positives out of it. But um, yeah, another thing. Speaking of like bringing people together and stuff, um, a study has found or a report has found that although the UK is socially distanced and we're away from each other that we've actually as a nation become closer together which I think is very nice and um yeah, yeah so um over last year they asked 160,000 UK residents about what divides unite society and um yeah half of those surveys reported feeling society is more united than before the pandemic which yeah I think that's I think that's really nice um 
Do you guys agree with that? Do you think that COVID has brought people together? Yeah. I think you see more people speak to each other. Like, if you're just walking on the street, you like to say hello or just smile like before you just walk past. But now you kind of like think they might be lonely, I'm lonely. You know, that simple hello could make the day because you don't know what they're going through because it's like in the hospitals as well where the nurses and the doctors and the HCAs are the only people that are seeing these patients and they've said to me that the communication and the conversations and even though in PP like touching the arms observations makes them feel human again and even yeah. though we're on the outside we're still not feeling human because we're so isolated because of like the distancing but it's just amazing what a phone call can do, what a video call can do, and a smile and opening the doors. Like it's just the simple things that bring us together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think I, I agree. Like I think I think before COVID, like with like Brexit and the Squash referendum and all these like political things like literally taking us apart. Hmm. I think it definitely has brought people together. And I think things like the NHS, um, I know before covid there was lots of things like um was it the strikes of um oh what's it called nurses something like that um junior doctors and like lots of issues with i think people didn't respect the nhs as much i think now a lot of people definitely do and i think yeah yeah i think we just realized like how important other people are kind of and like when we have been able to have our family in our houses i think yeah appreciate it a lot more and you know things like going out to the pub or whatever whatever mm. makes you happy I think it's just given us a lot more gratitude I guess yeah, like, I should... yeah I'll tell you what's yeah. amazing is in our ward there's like 20 beds so that's 20 patients max and just to get a thank you card's lovely but one of our patients their daughter because they're in there for a long stay they brought the clothes up and you you know give them so they can wash and take them back they brought up a homemade cake to say thank you for looking after her and it's just the things like that i know it just makes yeah because they did it in pink as well because i know it's a girl dominated ward but it was just they brought up flowers homemade cake and chocolates and a card and it's just it makes you feel like it's worth it do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's, it's it's really nice kind of what like when people do show their gratitude and stuff because I think sometimes we don't and um I know like my auntie is a physiotherapist and like in, in the NHS and stuff and I think she's felt more close to her like you know co-workers and stuff and mm. yeah I think COVID's took a lot away obviously but like I think it's given us like for me COVID's given me a lot of time just to like work on myself or do whatever do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and like, yeah. yeah I'm grateful for having that I think and um I haven't actually minded starting uni in like remotely I don't know I think for me personally the way I am it's helped me like settling I think I don't think I would have enjoyed Freshers Week and all those things for me at once because it does kind of hit you you know like all these things so um mm-hmm. although it's taken a lot away I think the world will be a better place with like the environment and stuff people kind of you know we like having those kind of you know it's been kind of quiet over lockdown and like going and having like that's really nice do you know what I mean so I hope people will respect the environment more 
and stuff like that. And I think lack of travel has hopefully helped the, you know, pollution. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Any other positive stories you guys can think of? Anything? No. <laughs> it's hard to find any. No, um, it's fine. Well, that leads us on to our next segment, which is our final segment, which is confessions. And we ask people to give in basically holiday confessions. So it can be weird stories or whatever. And um, I can read out some. That, um, and then if you, I think Sam, you said one of them's yours. So if you say which one's yours. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the first one. I went on holiday when I was younger and I saw a girl with the same swimsuit as me and I thought we were suddenly best friends. Oh, that is sweet, though. <laughs> That's, That's very sweet. sweet. Aww. Pete, what, where were you? What was the story behind that? We went to Real and oh. my sister had, like, morning... She had, like, travel sickness. She was only, like, three or four. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was wearing this pink swimsuit like swimming costume and there was another girl there and I was like she came over to me and I was like talking to her I was like oh my god she's my best friend now because we're in the same costume <laughs> but then she made me start pulling around the pool on this little like boat thing I was like yeah we're not best friends oh my god that that's lovely I think that's the nicest story we've got the rest are like weird <laughs> or like just a bit odd um okay so this one I read this before and it took a little while for me to get my head around. Basically, I once thought a tour guide at this tourist attraction was a mannequin. <laughs> so maybe they're just standing really still. I don't know. I don't know how, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe like musical statues. I don't know. So I naturally, I went up to the mannequin and, and this is a weird bit. I shoved my finger up the nose for a funny photo. Little did I know until the moment that the nose was real and not plastic. All I could say was that it was an awkward conversation trying to explain why I shoved my finger up their nose. I just want to know why the mannequin, the man, didn't, like, move when he saw a hand coming up towards his nose. No, like, so many, this story, I've got so many questions. Like, why were the, why was the tour guide standing so still, you know, if it's a tourist attraction? Surely, like, what sort of tourist attraction is the tour guide that bored that he's just standing there? <laughs> like... It was it like a field or a rock? I don't know. And then, why why were you going to shove your finger up the nose of the mannequin anyway? Like it's it's a very funny story. And thank you for sending it in. I remember just reading it before, and I was like, "Well, this is odd." Um, <laughs> how old were you? I think I think they I think they were quite young. Oh, I was young. Okay, so um, yeah, lots of story, like lots of questions really from that story. <laughs> but um yeah and then this one this one's kind of funny to be honest, this is the sort of thing I would do I'm a little sister I have an older sister she's seven years older than me and when I was young I was you know like the annoying little sister I was I was I was like that I still am like that to be fair um yeah and this one oh yeah did she freeze yeah well oh she's gone so We'll carry on, Sam. <laughs> Confessions, right. I've, I've got a holiday confession, right. When I was younger, when I was little, um, when my parents were together, me and my brother, my mum and my dad go to Spain and I used to get so hangry that I'd have to carry like food around with me or else I'd have a meltdown. So one day we was on the beach, I think it was like one o'clock, 
and I used to eat like on the dot, like it was like a routine. And it was five past one, and I didn't have anything to eat, and I was screaming the beach down because I was so hungry. But and then another confession. Do you remember those jelly sandals? Yeah, my my no. dad um, melted them. He put them in the washing machine and tumble dryer, and then tried to say that in the space of twenty four hours, I grew, like my feet grew inside. <laughs> he shrunk them. They were my favourite shoe for that holiday as well. Wait, wait, are they like Crocs? Like jelly sandals? Are they like Crocs? Not or really. Are they transparent? I might have an idea. Mine were like a pale purpley pink with like glitter and sparkles in. Yeah, my face is very, it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so another confession. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of an annoying little sister. Um, it's my sister. Um, this kid's, my brother announced to everyone in the pool at this one resort that I took a pee in the water. <laughs> oh my God. My sister did that before my like. This is a story I learned as a step sibling. Obviously, history happens, right? I was told that when my stepsister was like a little child, like she was still in nappies, her mum and her two older brothers, like my stepbrothers, went. I think it was. I don't. I can't remember. It was near Spain, that country. Um, they went there, and now it's not to say Canary Islands or something like that. Oh, Canary um, Islands. And they went in the pool, and she had an accident, right? Uh, oh. So my stepmom went to the lifeguard, and I thought it meant like she was like past it bleeding and not like wet herself. So she hasn't let lived that one day, and then it's been well, she's turning nineteen, so it's been a while, and she hasn't lived it down. Oh my god! I, I'm I'm like a really annoying sister though, so I probably would. <laughs> and that's never my sister had gone to the toilet. Oh my god, that is that that is an awkward one. Yeah, especially if it's like you know a communal pool. Oh yeah, I would just run out of the toilet, like of the pool, and mm. like found out someone See, else had been to the toilet. I'm. It's it's complicated. I'm a younger sister to my brother because he is. Exactly two years, no months older than me. And then I'm younger than my two stepbrothers, but a few months older than my stepsister, which is important because I'm actually not the youngest child all the time anymore. It's important. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got a few confessions of my own. Mine are really like, they're just like really weird stories, kind of. Um. I was once, basically, we went to Amsterdam on a cruise ship and um, mm. we went to the Van Gogh Museum there and it's really cool. Yeah. And we, basically, at the Van Gogh Museum, you can buy, like, replicas of the paintings. So we bought a replica of um, sunflowers and almond blossom, which are two of Van Gogh's, like, famous paintings. And then we went back to cruise port and these paintings, they looked just like the original and um, they were just, like, printed out in, like, but they had like nice frames on them. And when we went to the cruise port, they thought we'd stole the actual paintings. <laughs> like they thought, these, this is the funny thing. They thought these criminal masterminds, because we would have had to be really good criminals who'd stole these two paintings. They decided to bring their children along with them, me and my sister. And that, then we go to like a cruise 
airport and just take them through security and be like all nonchalant like oh yeah hi but yeah so literally they stripped like the paintings out of the frame scanned them they were like you stole the van gogh paintings <laughs> we hadn't and like, oh, yeah like literally but um yeah they found out they were like they weren't real like from like it's kind of obvious because if you look at the paintings, they're flat because they're like printed mm-hmm. out. Um, obviously, Van Gogh, like they weren't flat. But um, yeah, that was just a funny one. And then, um, oh, and then one more. Um, so I love cruises. And um, before COVID, we used to go on quite a lot. And we went on one cruise ship. And basically, it was like pretty new. It was pretty new. So you wouldn't expect this to happen. But it had four engines because it, it just did. And we were leaving Southampton. <laughs> um in the Solon, which is basically like kind of leaving Southampton, going out into the sea, there was a power yeah. cut and all electricity went off. And we were like, oh no, this is interesting. We're 20 minutes into this voyage. And then on that oh, night, no. we were going out and we, it was like opera, I think. Or like, um, yeah, I remember these guys with like really big voices were singing. And the guy, I kid you not, he was on his last note singing like, ah, like really loud. And then an alarm went off. And I was like, oh my God, like some random guys set off an alarm. They've just ruined this guy's like, I'd be so annoyed. It turns out it was like the crew alarm for like all the crew to go to the master stations and like start like, you know, getting life jackets and stuff. And so we're in this, (laughs) yeah, literally. I was like, I just thought it was like the mic had broke or something. You know, when sometimes Mm. like audio breaks. Yeah. So no. Yeah, and then it was so weird because you think everyone would start freaking out, but everyone just like started walking out really car- like calmly, and it was so like <laughs> it was really, really surreal and really like deathly. It was so weird. Anyway, so we go up to our room, we pack our room as though we're never going to go back because like you know the alarm's gone off, there's been a power cut, and we like get our live jackets, everything, and the the alarm was only for the crew, so the guests were not meant to do anything. But my dad was in the army. My dad's always taught me overreact, don't underreact. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. and so we literally pack up our room. Like, when you're you're not allowed to bring a lot when you pack up on a cruise ship because like the lifeboats are small. Week, and then we Scarlett, go to our master Sam station, and, and um, yeah, we sit there for like a couple hours. They're like, "Why are you here?" And we're like, "Uh, because the, the alarm went off." And so it turns out, do not reflect the university. Yeah, literally, it turns out two of the engines are caught on fire, and then they so yeah, half the engines are on fire on the first day, and so they'd open like the hatches, like stop the fire. But when you put more oxygen on the fire, it just gets bigger, and so yeah, I got. And then they flooded the engines with water. So then they had to send divers down to like sort out the engines. And um, my mum found all this out because she went to the hairdressers and the hairdresser woman was having an affair with one of the crew, like one of the people in like the bridge, so like one of the ship drivers. And um, apparently her flatmate had like broken her leg running down the stairs trying to get to like her muster station and yeah, it was just crazy. Like the first day of this 14 night cruise, half the engines have broken and like there's a power cut and stuff. <laughs> we went to the bus station, but um, no, it was all good the, the next 14 days, but we knew we was on a 14 day journey with half of the engines. And so um, that was fun. And we was in something called the Bay of Biscay. Okay, it's, it's like near Brest in France. It's like, it's like where the Atlantic Ocean hits Europe kind of. And it's really can get really rough there. And I remember yeah. walking back to school 
and there was a swimming pool on the outside and all the water from the swimming pool was just going from out of the wall like out of the pool it would just like leaked all out the pool because it kept spilling going like right left right left and it was such a mm-hmm. nightmare yeah that was that was my weird fire divers cruise ship story that was um yeah that was um that was weird does anyone else Dramatic. have any other or anything yeah weird i went yeah um so we thought it'd be a good idea to drive to spain so, um so on the uh, way back um we stopped in this beautiful village in spain on like the outskirts of france but mm-hmm. long story short the sat nav didn't right basically we had to drive drove drive through a field the sat nav didn't know where it was it was 1am um my stepmom was the only one who spoke spanish i did the gcse so understood a bit we arrived at the place nobody was there mm-hmm. and it was like this old historical building with it was just ancient and it just looked spooky we had to drive through a field in the middle of nowhere it was a small village we had to drive past a mortuary um to get there so we called the man um my stepmom explained we're here he said oh yeah just got some stairs some spooky stairs get the key so my dad knocked us all in the car um my dad came down was tying his shoelace and my stepmom saw a blonde woman behind him. Bearing in mind, me and my step-siblings were all looking. And she goes, why isn't your dad said hello to that woman? And we said, there's not a woman there. So she saw, oh like, yeah. So then we went inside. And me and my stepsister and stepbrother were going to share, like, this massive family room. Well, obviously, the parents had their own room. So we moved the mattress. And there was a wooden plank. And underneath the wooden plank, there was a hole with a kid's like toy car in it. So we thought, you yeah. know what? Let's not sleep in there tonight. And then I opened a drawer and there was a book and there was a knife. And the word the knife was on was kill, which was also really spooky. So then we went to get food because bearing in mind we was driving for 10 hours to get here. We yeah. didn't call anywhere. We went to this random restaurant like, 10 minutes away from the place we were staying they had a table booked in our name we didn't tell anybody where we was going it was spooky and there was a table booked in your name yeah it was booked in our name (laughs) for the amount of people as well they said we, we basically we spoke to the man and then we said oh we're going to have like an early night so not even to the man who gave us the key we mentioned nothing about getting food. It was about an hour later, we went to that place and said, um, I'll say my last name because I'm not going to disclose my family member's last name. They said, Sayers, for five people, we've been expecting you. And we was like, oh, that's, no. That's so oh my God. It was so one spooky. One of the and then, go <laughs> spooky confessions because they're probably quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Weird. Oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, when you said driving through Spain, we used to do that also. Like we had a house in um, where was it? Um, Nicala. So like um, yeah. And so we drive we drive there sometimes because we had like a flight once, and the flight was really rocky. My parents are like, we're driving now. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, and going through Seville, and in this area, it was notorious for mugging. So like people like oh yeah um. cutting holes in your tire 
Yes. And then like, you know, um, polls, you know, when you like um, go to the polls to like pay your money, you know, in the roads. Yeah. Um, when people go there, cut your tires. So then you break down, then they, you know, mug you. And we were driving oh. and this old Audi with two guys in it with like unlined, dirty, like white shirts, like was like honking at us and telling us, pull over, pull over, get out of your car. And they had like a police badge, which just looked no. fake. And yeah. With the knowledge of what happens around there, like we knew some other guy who had pulled over for this exact reason. Like he thought it was the police. And then they said, oh, okay, it's cool. And then he said, oh, um, what was it? Um, oh, yeah. And then he was like, oh, we need to check your money. They checked his money and took all of it. And so my dad, he just pulled, he put his middle finger up to them. <laughs> and then he put the court mode and he just drove off like really fast. Like we had to speed to get out of there. And the funniest part of the story is my mum was on the phone to um, my nan, um, her mum. Mm-hmm. And she was yeah. like, oh yeah, what's going on trying to mug her? And I went, okay, I'll speak to you in a bit then. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's like typical of my nan. But um. Yes, that was that. But um, yeah. Anywho, um, thanks so much for everyone for listening today. Next next time, hear our thoughts on a range of different topics. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share wherever you listen to your podcasts on. This podcast is the honest, unfiltered thoughts of a few students. Don't take anything too seriously unless you really want to. Any thoughts or topics you want to hear on the show, please send them to thehowradiooutlook.com. Thanks again for listening to the How Podcast. Bye. 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 Thanks. Bye.